Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. I have a story time that is a doozy. <laughs> I don't think we use these terms anymore, do we? This is aging me. Uh, the term a doozy. This is a doozy, meaning like it's, it's this is like a big one, a big secret, um, a big deal. Uh like the maximum keeping secrets. Um, anyway, I'm being silly. <laughs> uh, this one's a doozy. Uh, so since all of the parties involved have passed, uh, I can share this story. Uh, I guess it's it's partly my story because it's a family uh, story time. Uh, I have people in my life who, people who have been following me. I'm sorry. It's the middle of the night. It's the middle of the night, doozy. Um, <laughs> wasn't it? Oh, no. It was called a dossier, right? There was like this big like dossier about um, Donald Trump. Uh, this is the dossier about my family. <laughs> Here's the here's the tea. This is a big tea about my family. Oh God. My the family I grew up in. All right, so <laughs> Oh, it's so crazy. All right. So I grew up uh in in Arizona in Phoenix. Uh on the west side of Phoenix, which was uh, kind of the wrong side of the tracks in a way, <laughs> really close to Glendale, Arizona. And now they have this great big stadium. Uh, so people kind of know, you know, Glendale Peoria from this huge football stadium where the Cardinals play. I think the Super Bowl was there a few years ago. Really cool for Phoenix. Uh, and I grew up, you know, sort of close to that. And, and, uh, and I was the youngest of three sisters, um, by quite a bit. Uh, my oldest sister was, uh, nearly nine years older than me. Uh, so my, my oldest sister was eight years older than me. And my, my middle sister was four years older than me. So we were all like four, about four years apart, ish. <laughs> and they were both um, winter babies and I was a spring baby. So there's like this four month difference, four or five months difference between it being four and five years between us. <clears throat> anyway, so, <laughs> so my, my, um, so, and, and and we grew up, you know, going to mass. We had to go to mass. We were, my parents were Roman Catholic, which those of you who grew up with Roman Catholic parents know what I mean by this. Like, you you had to put in the Roman because those other Catholics, the Catholics that didn't um, accept the infallibility of the Pope, um, the Pope of Rome... Uh, were, you know, those other people. <laughs> was this distinction that you must um, put, you are a Roman Catholic, not those other Catholics. And um, <laughs> just makes me laugh. And my parents were incredibly um, devout. And they, and they, uh, were like my my parents were the kind of people who went to daily mass you know my my dad had studied in the seminary very for a very short amount of time and left because he could not give up his conscience and probably his affinity for women um as in you know singularly my mother at some point um and he <laughs> So he went into married life instead of 
life in the clergy. Although my dad would have been an exceptionally good um, leader uh, in these matters. But anyway, so, <laughs> so, and they also were very musical. My dad um, played the piano and sang, and my mom sang, played the piano. She had played the violin and the flute. So she got, my mother has a, has a degree in music, uh, which she always told me, people would ask her, what are you going to do with a degree in music? And my mother said, I'm going to have it, uh, which is an excuse that I give for my degrees as well, because sometimes I feel like they haven't really done that much for me. Uh, but anyway, so getting back to, so my, my um, parents uh, raised us Catholic, and we lived by the Catholic holidays. I mean, it was Christmas, Easter, um, Halloween, <laughs> Thanksgiving, but, you know, holy days of obligation on top of that. I mean, I remember you know, at Christmas, we used to go to midnight mass and, and then, you know, stay up till midnight and then we could open one gift and then go to sleep and then open our gifts in the morning. Uh, and so it was all a big deal. And, and my mother, when we were very young, dressed us to the nine. I mean, I have photos of us, you know, and she, just every detail. My mother took care of every detail. Um, and, uh, just, and so this was very important to them. And we always went into the front of mass. We we went into like the, it was the cathedral. It turned into the cathedral while my, my parents were, were still parishioners there. So this would have been before, um, the late eighties, uh, that, that this particular church turned into the cathedral and which is, I guess, a distinction. Um, and, and, um, I don't remember why that was, was, um, but what I'm trying to establish is that my family was incredible. My parents were incredibly devout. <clears throat> and I, I, my, and my, so being the youngest of, of three sisters of the three of us, uh, and my mother, by the time I can remember, I, I was pretty young. I was a latchkey child. I came home to, I don't even remember necessarily if my sisters were there. Um, <clears throat> uh, my mother worked and she worked outside of town. She uh, went to work for the Bureau of the Census. My mom worked for the Bureau of the Census for over 35 years. Uh, and in fact, um, got some kind of award where she had to go to Washington, D.C. to um, receive it. And she... My mother was familiar with Anthony Fauci. I think that's his name. Fauci. I know Fauci is his last name. Um, he may have given my mother the award, <laughs> um, which I think I have um, in my garage at home. Um, anyway, so uh, my sisters were off to school. Um, I mean, I remember my early, early childhood and I remember, but it wasn't that long that I, I, I really was, and this is how it was back then. It wasn't like it is now. Like back then, um, was it just a very different time, um, where children were, you know, very young. We were left alone. And, you know, if our siblings came home, they came home. But if they didn't, they didn't. You know, I mean, we it, we really fended for ourselves. You know, it wasn't like mom was making a box lunch for us. You know, <laughs> I learned what 45 cents was because that's how much lunch was. And I would, 
go on my dad's table, which had change all over it and, you know, take money to buy lunch, which I didn't do every day. I, I honestly, I don't remember our house having a lot of food. I remember my mom feeding us dinner. A lot of times my mom was there to feed us dinner. But at some point, my sisters had moved out, but I, I, I wanted to stay with this just for a minute. Um, so my, my two older sisters were really off to school before I um, could, um, like, they were just off to school and they were on their own lives. I mean, by the time I was nine, my sister was what she would have been 18 um, you know, and then 13, by, by the time I was 13 years old, both of my sisters had moved out of the house. And so I, I, and at that point, my life changed dramatically. Um, I was a, as a young person, I was really compliant. Uh, I was incredibly afraid of my mother in particular, (laughs) I didn't want to upset my mother ever uh, because um, it was not good to upset my mom. Uh, she she was a, a really massive lecturer and um, would say things that were, you know, I didn't want to get caught in a lecture, but I also didn't want her to whoop my bum. <laughs> um, my mother was could be also like you know smack you um indiscriminately <laughs> i mean but you knew it was coming cuz she was really mad um <laughs> anyway i'm giving away our family secrets so i was just a very compliant kid because i i didn't want to be in trouble and and i learned more so with my dad i just didn't want to disappoint him uh, so what happened in all of this is I became incredibly bonded to my dad. I remember him being the parent who really, my dad, I was a sick kid when I was really, really young. And my dad was the one who took care of me because I would have fevers. I would be throwing up. I was really, really sick um, until I was about four years oldish, And um Anyway, and then I I got better, Um, but, (laughs) but, (laughs) so, and then my parent, when my sisters and I, when my sisters moved out, my, my life just really improved. I, and, and, and my dad and I, I took care of him because my mom worked out of town a lot. I mean, a lot. Like she was, it seemed like she was gone more than she was at home. But when she was at home, (laughs) we were preoccupied with this. Um, uh, It was so crazy. So our dogs, my parents were just like, like when I think back on it, I'm like the most bizarre people in a way. (laughs) Um, So we had these dogs that we would not allow in the house. And this was Phoenix, Arizona, my friends. It it would get a hundred, you know, it may not have gotten 120 degrees back when it got hotter and hotter and hotter as the years went on. But um, still, you know, you don't leave dogs outside in this kind of heat. And I don't even remember like giving them water or food. I, I don't remember any stability for these dogs at all. Um, but after our last dog passed away, uh, I think think I may have been in college. So I know that we got we got these dogs when I was around nine or 10. So that dog would have lasted a really long time, actually, 18 years. Wow, good Lord. Um, so even with all the, <laughs> the fact that we didn't take great care of our dogs, they still survived that long. But anyway, so... It was coming around my dad's birthday and, and, and my, my, my parents liked dogs, but for some reason they didn't want these dogs inside. Um, and so we asked my dad what kind of 
dog he wanted. And so <laughs> this is nuts. So my my oldest sister wasn't living at home and and um I I think I we asked and he wanted a chihuahua. This this was my parents' favorite type of dog. They had, they had different dogs. I think they had a dog named Hank. And then another one um, that was named after a movie star. She was a tiny little blonde chihuahua. Um, but uh, anyway, so so my sister and I had this idea, and we didn't talk to my mom about it. We didn't say anything to her about this. But we go and we find this little chihuahua, and um, we were going to surprise him. So... So while while we were at church, my sister was going to sneak in the dog into the house while we were at church. And so and so but then my dad back in the my dad was very technical. See, he was a computer programmer. So um it was when they started to have VCRs and tape machines and you could tape television shows and my dad had forgotten that he wanted to go home and he wanted to tape something i don't know what he wanted to watch but so i'm like oh crap what's going to happen cuz the dog is in the house and we wanted it a surprise so we go running in and i go running in with him and and um <laughs> and the dog is like running through the living room <laughs> I honestly don't know if my family even knows this that it went down this way. I don't know if I ever told them. It's so funny. But um so my dad sees and he and he looks and he goes, "What's that?" And and you know, it's obvious what it is. It's this tiny little dog, chihuahua. <laughs> and then and then his second question is, "Does your mom know about this?" And it was like, "No." <laughs> Oh God! Um, so we, so we go to have our breakfast, and um, I said, "Dad, you have don't tell anyone that you know." I was like, "Oh, okay." So, um, so we go to breakfast, and um, and when we come home, the craziest thing happened. When we come home, the surprise was for my mom, and my mom fell madly in love with this dog. I'm talking. She loved this dog so much. Um, and they named this dog Albertus Magnus. <laughs> so they named the dog Albertus Magnus. And um and and the dog was very bonding for the three of us. Because it was only the three of us living in the house. So now the four of us. Um my mom, dad, and I, and the dog. And I think the dog came before me at this point. <laughs> but, and the weird thing was, the other dogs had to sleep outside, but this dog slept in my parents' bed. <laughs> the dog slept with my parents. I'm like, what, what, has, what has happened to my parents? Where have they disappeared to? And who is, who is this person? Who are these people that have this dog that they let sleep in their bed? I remember my dad used to go get these windy shakes and the four of us would be on their bed eating these windy chocolate shakes and the dog, my dad would put part of it on the lid for the dog so the dog's lapping up this chocolate shake. Oh my God. Ah, wow. Ah, so, um, so anyway... Uh, so this was our family. Um, while we did have our own, um, like, um, it wasn't, it wasn't always easy being, (laughs) being who I was. Um, um, partly, and this is, this is, this is kind of hard for me to, um, to, you know, and, and and as I'm thinking about it, as I'm thinking about it, it wasn't so bad. But when I when I was very young, my mother was an impeccable housekeeper. Uh, I know this may come as a surprise to some <laughs> to some people, but my mother was an impeccable housekeeper. I mean, she really was. The house was perfect. Um, 
But as time went on and my mother worked more, the house got messier. Um, and there, there was, I don't know, this like kind of shamefulness about the state of our house. And so I was never allowed to have friends. And, and when my dad died, it got really bad. Um, it got where like there was no space on the kitchen table, like every space, like <laughs> on all the tables of the house. Um, it, um, <clears throat> anyway, I remember when I was dating because it was, it was pretty obvious that I wasn't going to leave the house, not married. And so I was like, I am never going to meet a proper husband. <laughs> if he comes into this house, he's going to come in and think, you know, oh my God, I'm, I don't ever want to be with this woman. Um, anyway, that part was kind of hard. But even as, when I grew up and moved away, my my mom just had a, you know, I don't know, like her her coffee table in her living room um, was just, you know, just covered with stuff, with magazines, books, um, pads of paper. My mom <laughs> was probably like all kinds of um, senior people where she would not get rid of a bit, not even a bit of uh, junk mail. Um, and part of the reason why she was afraid to get rid of junk mail was that she was afraid she would get rid of something important as well. So she didn't go through her mail and throw things out. So there was just stacks of junk mail, stacks and stacks and stacks of junk mail. Uh, but anyway... So, <laughs> so my dad had passed away in 1989. My parents, by that point, had been married for 33 years. Uh, and they were a very interesting couple. Uh, I think that they, that they admired each other greatly. Uh, I think they loved each other very deeply. And they were very different people, very different. And so their marriage was incredibly uh, challenging. And I, I don't, I don't, and I like, I, I actually just really need to redefine this because I feel like so often we just, we just want to present marriage as just, it's just difficult. It's like, why does anybody want to do that to themselves. Why would anybody want to do that? You know, you're going to get into this thing. It's going to be legal. You're going to be obligated to this for the rest of your life. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard and it's going to be difficult. And, and there's no way out of this except for death. I mean, I just, I really need to redefine this for myself because this is what, this has been ingrained in my head um, and they don't have to be like, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, you know, it's almost as if every relationship in your life is just going to be difficult. They're always going to be difficult. Friends are going to be difficult. Bosses are going to be difficult. It's like, well, but why, why can't you have a really good relationship with the boss? Why can't you have a really good relationship with what, why does it have to be this difficult, hard thing that, that, entail some sense of commitment to this hard and difficult thing. Uh, but anyway, um, so my dad passed away in, in 89 and, and all kinds of things happened from the time that he passed away to 99, especially in, in my life, a whole, a whole lot happened in my life after my dad passed away. Um, even though I knew that my dad was still always with me, I could sense him around me and he would speak to me. Like I believed he would, he would like, I would get impressions in my head 
not necessarily in his voice. I didn't necessarily hear his voice, but I knew that it was my dad or believed it to be my dad. And and so there was never a time in my life where I felt like my dad had completely left me. He he um and then something that I can't quite explain is I really believe that the spirit of my dad is living in my oldest child. I can't explain that because like does does the does do we split somehow when we go into non-physical and could my could my dad be communing with source and also be in the spirit, let his spirit be living inside of my son. Um, and so I don't know, I don't know how that all works, but um, anyway, so about 10 years later, my dad, my, my mother became involved with this person that she had known from her my parents used to play bridge with them. My parents were like the coolest people ever. <laughs> like, it's like you look at the show Mad Men, except for I don't even know if in Mad Men they played cards, but my, my parents used to have these um, where they would card tables. They don't call them card tables for no reason. I don't know if we use that term anymore, but it, it was a card table with folding chairs and snacks and ashtrays and they would sit and play cards for hours adults and so and also my mother was very involved with books and so she would be involved in book book clubs so book clubs and playing um uh board games this was a big thing back when um and so she gets so she gets involved with this guy and he comes to live with her, which is like this great big shameful thing that nobody is supposed to know about it. Don't tell anyone that he's living with me kind of thing. And um and I didn't care. I my mother is an adult and I was glad that she had someone. And it was kind of cool that she had someone from her her childhood, from I mean not her childhood, but from, you know, years before. I mean, I thought that was really cool. I'm like, that's cool, you know. <clears throat> and so, and the person that she was with, the the new guy, um, they, there were aspects about him. But see, I, I, I don't, you know, when I was thinking about it even yesterday, <laughs> I was I was thinking about the fact that I don't know if any man would have been accepted by myself and my sisters, to be honest, like, uh, because I, I was going through these photos and I realized we didn't photograph him very much. And, and so, but he was with my mom for 16 years. They were together for 16 years, uh, which is, you know, a long time. And he and he passed away and I don't I don't know if I want to get into this. I may have to tell y'all this more about this particular thing later. But but the man that she was with had been a um a reporter, I guess in the navy. He was he was really into writing and reporting and he had written several books and he wrote uh a a book that my mother had me read. So this would have been in about 2000. I think the year 2000 was the time that I that I read this book. I was I had, I had separated from my husband at the time. I I was like going through a divorce. Uh and I'm living in this apartment and it was the beginning of personal computers. I mean, like really people getting personal computers was in, um, all of this was kind of coming. There may have been some people could get personal computers before 2000, but that was, you know, so I got a computer. And um, 
I may have had one before this, but anyway, and and the the start of email. So I'm reading this book, his book, the new guy. Um, that I that I nicknamed Tarzan. He didn't know this, but I nicknamed him Tarzan. I mean, he he was a pretty wild guy. Like, and I and sometimes I'd wonder what the hell is he doing with my mom because my mom was like this Roman Catholic, and this guy is he's pretty wild. Um, he's a pretty wild, um, you know, not conventional type of person, kind of eccentric in a way. Um, and, and, uh, anyway, so I'm reading this book and, and I, I start to read about what I believe is my mother. I'm, I'm, I'm reading about, you know, his, his liaison with this woman and, and her husband coming home and not coming into the house. And I, I mean, it was a pretty I mean, it wasn't horribly graphic, but it was graphic enough that um, about his liaison with this woman, and um, and I, and but my dad didn't come in the house. My dad stayed outside in the car, like, and and I and I didn't quite understand. Okay, so I'm giving it away that this was this was my mom. This I was reading about this man's affair with my mother that had taken place, um, and it was at that point. Um, well, I so I I text my I I email my mother and I said, "Are you such and such in the book?" And she gets back right away and says, "Oh, the book is full of fiction and blah 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 blah," and. I'm I'm reading about things that are that I knew were and I was about a half a bottle of tequila in by this point. <laughs> um I was completely drunk and and I I texted I mean I emailed her back and I said I don't believe you. And and I and I left it at that and and I knew at this point that my sister was my half sister that that this man and my mother had conceived a child uh between my oldest sister and myself completely changing the entire and uh, the entirety of my life uh my sister's life all of our lives uh learning that there was this big you know seemingly shameful secret uh well, I chose to to never really talk to my mom about it again, but and my sister and I at the time were having a moment of silence. But at, at some point around this time, I end up getting with my sister and she tells me that she knew. So how she found out was that um, he was over at her house doing something on her computer and he saw her, she saw his fingernails and he has a, a genetic, um, a genetic marker for something called nail patella. And my sister has that very badly. My sister has it, my niece has it, and one of my, um, great nephews, um, not everybody in my sister's, all of my sister's children or grandchildren have it as bad as others. But, um, and so my sister figured out at this point that this person was her dad, her biological dad. And so we all get together as a family, not with my mom there, but we decide, okay, what are we going to do? So we just left it up to my middle sister, who is my half sister. We leave it up to her, you know, if she's going to talk to my mom. Well, she never talked to my mom about it. My mom's entire life. She never, we never discussed it. And I was incredibly afraid that I was going to spill the beans at some point because it was so part of the story at this point, it was like everybody knew 
um, with the exception, I did not tell my oldest son until after my mom had passed. Um, and then I did tell him, but, um, so at this point, my sister does a genetic testing. When my mom passes away, my sister does genetic testing. And, you know, I mean, the irony of all of this is that my sister's, the whole family, it's like, there was so much like forgiveness in this, like, like, you know, we didn't really care. It, it wasn't necessarily that that mattered. It was the lie. It was the covering up this shameful thing. And my, and my mom, my mom and my sister really did make peace. My middle sister really did make peace as, as in the last like five, six years before she passed. But before that, they were not close. And my sister, they just didn't like each other. But I think partly it was because of this. And every time she looked at my sister, it, remi it reminded her of this, this secret. And, and then I, I firmly believe that my dad knew. I don't see how my dad could not have known this. Um, given the fact that I believe that he came home to them, um, left them somehow with their dignity and, and raised my sister as his own. We did not know. He did not treat my sister any differently. Ever. Ever. You would have never known. He kept this secret so well and he treated her as his daughter. And I was greatly disappointed that my sister's dad being involved with our family. I mean, he was, he came to events with our family, but did never, like, he was their granddad. He, he had his daughter, his, his, um, grandkids and great grandkids. So after my sister, so after my mom passed away, my sister does genetic testing and she finds all of these family members. And one of them was a, a person, um, that she, you know, aunt, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she has this aunt. So, um, God, this is so bizarre. Uh, so <laughs> she has this aunt, and and she, I think she's met her at least once. She she meets this person in Rome, and very strangely, okay, so her aunt has two two sisters. So my sister has three aunts that are that are from the same mother no the three aunts are from the same mother but my my sister doesn't obviously has my mom but they all have this they have the same dad which would be my sister's granddad but they they didn't know him so so my sisters, okay, I'm going to try to keep this straight. Okay, so my sister's grandparent had, had a child with um, my sister's grandpa who led to the, this child and then they separated and divorced. And so, and so he ended up marrying another woman. So this was the man, the man that, that is their dad is my sister's granddad. Um, I'm trying to keep this all straight. It's kind of hard. Um, but they did not know um, my sister's dad very well. It was, and it was her, their half-brother. And so, <laughs> but strangely enough, 
Okay, I'm going to try to keep this story straight, but it is so nuts. Um, so, so my sister, over the last like nearly two years, had been raising a, a service animal who she knew was going to go off to service animal college. Um, and in January of this year, she gets the notice that she has to bring her service animal to Portland, Oregon. Well, and I just moved to Washington State. So I'm living in Washington State. My my sister is going to Portland. She's never the kind to just do one thing in a trip. So she's like, oh, I'm going to make a, a trip of this. So she looks on a map and she sees where I live. And um, she goes, I'm going to go see my sister because I was, I'm about, um, an hour and a half away from Portland, Oregon. And and so she so she she makes all these plans to go to the Ho Forest and to cuz my sister's a photographer and so I don't know if you have photographers around you but they're very much into well, I have to go photograph something somewhere. And and she's talking to her her aunt from her her dad's side um and he said and she said oh you should go see my my sisters so it turns out that that my stepdad i'm just going to call him my stepdad cuz that's what he was my stepdad grew up in washington state <clears throat> this is completely nuts <laughs> So my sisters, the aunt that my sister was really in contact with, didn't tell. And I I don't know when her sisters heard about my sister, their niece. Um, I don't know when they heard about it, but (laughs) they, they definitely kept it a secret from the middle sister. So my, my sister's middle aunt of the three, they kept it from her until the day that my sister was supposed to come visit. And I don't know why. I don't even know why they told her. I don't. I, I, this was, they kept this a secret for probably a year and a half. Two years. They kept this a secret for a minimum of two years from their sister. <laughs> the fact that, that they had this niece and from their brother, their half-brother that had gone missing and, they, and the middle sister had been searching for him for years. So my sister ends up going to this this you know, dinner or whatever. And she comes back and she comes and she just tells me about it. And it just, it's just so nuts. It's so crazy that my stepdad was here. What, like, what, like, why did you move to walk there? You know, so it's just crazy because she wouldn't have, have, all this wouldn't have come out if my sister hadn't gone to you know, for her service animal and said she was going to visit me and tell her aunt and yada, yada. Anyway, so <laughs> so the middle aunt asks my sister for my, my, my telephone number because she wants to get with me, wants to talk to me. And so yesterday was the day that I met my sister's aunt and and her husband and you know even as i'm talking about it i'm i'm getting these like really strange chills going through my legs um she is a very very special woman uh i was pleasantly not not surprised but it was just such a pleasant lovely conversation and there was a lot that I I mean we didn't have enough time for me to get into the nitty-gritties of what I know about her brother because 
I am the best historian of his last 16 years of life. I'm, I'm the best person for him, her to ask about the last 16 years of her life. Partly because my sisters were very dismissive of their relationship. My oldest sister was didn't think they should be living together because she's a they're fundamentalists like Bible Christians, Calvary Chapel type of Christians and and so my my mother was living in sin with this guy and this guy wasn't born again, he was a bad guy. You know, why is she with him? Um you know, and my and my middle sister is pretty close to the same belief system. And so, but I'm sitting there and it's like, I don't care. I really don't care whether you ever get married or not. I, I supported my mother and I don't believe she's going to hell ever for anything. I, I don't even believe necessarily in hell. I mean, I think it may be a place that we create in our mind if we believe there's a hell. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and from the stories that I've been hearing recently, if you call out to God or higher power, you will be pulled out of that place anyway, just just for knowledge. If you go to the other side and you're having a bad experience, you just call out to God, you call out to Jesus, your your higher power, whoever you you believe in and you will you will be brought out of that. And so so I um anyway, um so I am the best historian of <laughs> of because my 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 sister really does not consider him her dad. Uh my sister didn't like him um, very much, uh, and just really, I mean, it's very resistant to all of this, even knowing for, for years that he, he could be her dad. She just resisted this and still kind of does. And I slip up, you know, I say, say your dad, because, you know, and, and it's very confusing to talk about this. But my dad is our dad and my sister's dad. He was the man who raised her, who gave her away when she got married. Um, it, it, um, anyway, so at the lunch yesterday, um, she, she had brought me these gifts and um she she works in resin and and she brought me these gifts and and there was this one and, and and she wraps everything beautifully i mean beautifully with these ribbons and flowers and as i'm talking about it i'm getting more more tingling in my legs <laughs> um but anyway when she when she when i opened this gift I started to get all of these chills inside of my body. Um, and it was the most beautiful um, little box. I mean, not tiny, tiny, but um, like probably about the size of a baseball. It was a box for, for like trinkets, like small um, things. And, and this was what she didn't know about me. She doesn't know this about me, but I am... I have all kinds of little vessels in my home filled with these little things, these tiny little shells, and it has sand in it and trinkets and um, small rocks and I and things that my my children have made me and I mean it just I she could not have given this box to anybody more grateful or that would get more joy out of it. And, um, and so I don't, I, I, I'm, I, I'm really trying my dangest to not make plans. 
I have I've really found this about myself that I that I I tend to be like just constantly in this sense of making plans and it's like dang girl just don't make plans. You don't have to be 6 months ahead all the time. Just chillax. Um but for as long as I'm here, I really want to stay in touch with this person and beyond. I and her husband is just the most darling human being. They're just lovely, lovely, lovely people. And um I was just thrilled to um to meet them and um and I, and hopefully I will see them again soon. Uh, what I was referring to with the the making plans is I, like I don't, I feel so unsettled. I don't know where I'm going to be in six months. I don't even know where I'm going to be in a month, really. And and I've lived this way for so long, and I I I really need to just chillax and and just be and see what comes um and 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 try living less in the future and more just in in the present (laughs) because um it's a it's not a really great place to live um is just constantly in the future but anyway that's part of my story time of my the do the, the dossier about how my mom had an affair <laughs> and my dad being a person of great character and raised my sister as his own and the ramifications of huge family secrets um and how they the undercurrent of that, that will be my next podcast. (laughs) Anyway, I appreciate you listening and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.